It looks like we're centered very well today. Yeah. Well, good morning, everyone. It's a, 
It's great to be here. Glad to have gotten here already. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. I don't want to upset the apple cart. What's the procedure here? Do you do all the speaking or do you have participation? Well, we have participation also. But I, this morning I, I have a reading that's fairly long. And so I have been leading the Sunday school for some time here. We went through the book of Acts, and you can see the timeline that we have here for the Apostle Paul and his ministry all the way from, well, from the time of Jesus' death and the Pentecost on through to uh, 70 AD when Jerusalem was destroyed. So that was when Paul and most of the things that we see in the scripture are during that time frame, that's 70 years or so. And, uh, you know, it's amazing all that has, all that transpired during that time. Well, let's open with a word of prayer. Brother Champagne, I'm going to ask you if you would uh, lead us in prayer. I, I feel that we're, your my brother come from afar and what, you know, the Apostle Paul was asked to speak and and I know you will be speaking later this afternoon so or this 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 morning even so yeah, no, we're close to Paul but thank you all right Father in heaven thank you for this day thank you for the many blessings of life thank you for our opportunity to be with these these dear brethren in Avondale they should bless this church in every way bless pray that you heal those who are sick and provide safety for those who are not here yet be with our church back in Anchorage and all of your sister churches as we yes, strive to uh, have services that are pleasing to you. Most important, we realize that we are to give you the praise, honor, and glory as you so richly deserve. And last, you bless Brother Ed as he brings this uh, class today. Bless the preaching of your word. Bless the fellowship and more just help us to be ever more pleasing to you in our daily lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning I, you know, I was, we finished up the book of Acts, and I was kind of putting together some of the relationship with the other books of the Bible and how they, how the book of Acts kind of ties a lot of this together. And, you know, the, different books, the Ephesians, Galatians, Philippians, all of these were written by the Apostle Paul on his missionary journeys. And uh, other things were also, they all tra also transpired. We see oh, Stephen's martyrdom and James and, and various others that uh, all, all interacted to the furtherance of the gospel. Even those who were crucified, Christ Jesus, his crucifixion. The, it says in the scripture that if, if they had known who he was, they wouldn't have crucified him because that furthered God's plan. It was God's plan. He sent Jesus here for a purpose. I want us to look in the book of Luke this morning where Jesus tells of his purpose. And uh, I'm going to read in Luke chapter 4. 
And I'm going to begin in verse 14. It's, it's hard to break into a thought, but that's what we're doing here. Uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Uh, Jesus had just been up on the mount and had gone through the temptation of Satan. And verse 14 says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. That's the book of Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, to the attendant there in the synagogue. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness, and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? Isn't this the carpenter's son? We know who he is. Well, they said, how, how can he be saying such things like this and with authority, with power? With... They were amazed. He said, and to say, this, all of this, the book of Isaiah is fulfilled in your ears this day. Wow. So what did Jesus say here? Uh, what, what did he say his purpose was? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Who is the Lord he was referring to? We refer to Jesus as our Lord. Mm-hmm. He was referring to the Father. Amen. The right. Spirit of the Father is upon me. Right. Because he hath anointed me. What is anointed? It's... He's set apart for a purpose. Yeah, it's related to sacred. God said, okay, it's a sacred anointing they anointed Aaron the priest and they poured oil on his on him and it says it ran off of his beard well okay but he was anointed he was it was a dedication for this purpose so Jesus said what officially the anointing took place when he was baptized by John the Baptist at the Jordan that's officially when okay well but he was he was commissioned to come here to the earth sure, to begin sure. with. But I mean, it's official ministry. Yes, I believe that. Crowning yes. Yeah. This is my beloved son. Hear, hear ye him. Yes, that was 
That was when he was anointed. Yes, I agree. To preach the gospel, the, the good news, to the poor, not to the, not to the rich, not to the famous, not to the, uh, the wheels, if you will. <laughs> uh, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recover the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Interesting. Let me, I have a, a New Testament, New Testament in modern speech. This is one you don't see very often. This is Richard Francis Weymouth, who translated this. He was a Baptist, by the way. Or he, I think he became a Baptist. I, but anyway, let me read his translation. He was a Greek scholar, by the way, which I am not. He says, uh, let me read how this reads. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release of the prisoner. Prisoners, plural. Release of the prisoners. What prisoners is he talking about? What is Jesus speaking of? This is Isaiah, but... What is Jesus speaking of here? When he says it from his, from being the authority that was sent to release them from prison, what is the prison? Prison of sin. Prison of sin. There you go. Absolutely. To release the prisoners. Sent me to announce release to the prisoners. You've been given a reprieve from prison. <laughs> You've been set free. And recovery of the sight to the blind. Of course, the blindness is that of sin. Mm -hmm. It says that even the Jews were blinded. And they didn't see their Messiah when he came. But he's recovery of sight to the blind. Now this is where it changes a little bit. And I want you to listen to how this reads. To those whom tyranny has crushed, to proclaim the year of acceptance with the Lord. That's an interesting way of saying that. It's a, and it's, he was a Greek scholar, and he was, this is a basically a transliteration of the Septuagint, the, the Greek New Testament. To you mean the Greek Old Testament? Yes. The Greek Old Testament. The Old Testament, yes. But uh, to proclaim the year of acceptance with the Lord. Huh. I mean, he's talking about the Lord, his Lord. God has proclaimed a time of acceptance for human beings. Wow. A time when God will accept human beings. This was God's plan. It was a, a mystery that the old, the people who prophesied these things desired to look into. Mm -hmm. Even the angels looked, desired to look into this. Right, right. They wanted to know more about this. They were, it was an exciting plan that God had 
that he kept a secret. It was a mystery. That's that not only were the the Jews allowed into this, but the Gentiles also. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, this was God's plan. And that's all I'm going to read out of this. But we need to realize that this was speaking of the year of Jubilee also. Mm -hmm. Setting free. You know, the Jews could, if a Jew had a debt, he could put himself in bondage to another Jew for the payment of that debt and work as a slave, as a servant, as a bond servant. But on the year of Jubilee, everyone was released from that. No matter how long they'd served, didn't matter. It was done. Your service is over. And your slavery is ended. What? How do you say? How do you say? shall set us free absolutely to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised that are oppressed that are held in bondage to sin Jesus came for that purpose and when he stood up and read people said wow wow he sounds like he knows what he's saying. He knows where he, where he knows whereof he speaks. <laughs> All right. So this is what Jesus did, and then he closed the book, or he rolled the scroll back up, and handed it to the attendant and sat down. And then he said, "Today is this scripture fulfilled in your ears? Today, right now." Well. What's our response to that? You know, Peter was a Jew also. But he was he was living in Rome at this time, as I understand. At the time of the dispersion from Jerusalem, and I I don't know how he got this managed this or where where his path took. We know about Paul and his journeys, but we don't know much about Peter. And Peter was in, in Rome when he wrote First Peter. Let's turn there to First Peter. You know, we know about Paul when what he said for us to do, he, you know, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, so that you can experience this perfect, good and perfect will of God in your life. Not just in your in your words, not just going to, to church or the synagogue and, and and quoting things by rote, 
and prayers by rote too by by many but that's not the point but be ye transformed changed by the renewing of your mind it's a complete transformation from what you were to what you will be now when I was saved I certainly wasn't perfect <laughs> but I was given a chance to be perfected and it's a growing process it's a growth process from we're transformed from one sphere of faith to the next but you have to experience the first one it's it's like crystals grow from one little seed and and they whether they're snowflakes or or diamonds it doesn't matter <laughs> but they grow from a little seed and expand outward and that's the way our Christianity is to be to grow from one sphere to the next all right we know about Paul and what what he said to do but let's look at Peter first Peter chapter 1 he says Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. So Peter says, all of those of you who have left Jerusalem at the the Christians who have left Jerusalem at, at the persecution that took place there in, in Jerusalem, in Judea, you have been, you are the ones that I'm addressing this to. They knew Peter. He'd been there. He was one of the apostles. He was there. And... He's addressing this letter to them. And I'm going to, I'm going to skip down. I want to read a good bit of this. Um, so I'm going to skip down. I, I would like to read all of it here. The next, well, actually, the whole book of First Peter. But I, I, I'm taking little bits of it to emphasize these along the way. So bear with me here. Jump down to verse uh, 13 he says wherefore gird up the loins of your mind be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ what does it mean to gird up the loins of your mind <laughs> when the be spiritually minded instead of fleshly minded it's a simple response but yes in their day, they wore robes that were down to their ankles. And when you went to work, whether it was at a carpenter or whatever you did for a living, a farmer, you took your robes and you brought them up and you wrapped them around and, and you tied them up. And you took your girdle, your belt, and you wrapped it around and you tied it in a knot here so that wasn't in your way when you were working. Okay? And they had to do that to get their work accomplished. 
but he's using a metaphor here. He says, gird up the loins of your mind. Get rid of the things that entangle you, that, that slow you down, that keep you from getting a job done. There's a picture here that's, that, that most people miss. How do you gird up the loins of your mind? Well, physically, you, you can gird up your, 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 the skirt or whatever, your, your blousey clothing and roll up your sleeves or whatever it takes. Tyler, you have something there. Aha! What's our mission? He says, gird up the lines of your mind. You've got work to do. You're going to, you're, you need to work. And now this is what he's saying. Get yourself ready to work. Gird up the lines of your mind and be sober. And hope, be sober. Wow. This is serious business. Be serious about this. And hope to the end for the grace, the unmerited favor that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, in every aspect of living, where conversation more accurately is conduct or behavior. So yes. it includes what you say, conversation, and what you do. Every aspect of your living. Okay. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. It's not an option. It's a commandment. He said, this is an imperative. Be ye holy, because I am holy, and I am your God. I am, your, I am the one that you follow. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons, judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here with fear. With fear. That's not just trembling, but it might include that too. <laughs> but he says, pass the time of your sojourn. A, a sojourn is a, a trip, a journey. Uh, but he's talking about our lives. We are, our life is transient. It's a thing that passes away. And it is a, a sojourn, a pilgrimage <laughs> in this time. God has started us off on this pilgrimage and we are to complete it. But pass the time of while we're sojourning with fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, from your empty manner of living, the, the way you were living, the vain conversation is a worthless, empty uh Vapid is a word. You know that word? What word? Vapid. It, it, it's, it's not worth a whole lot, right? From your empty conversation, 
tradition, received by tradition from your fathers. The Jewish fathers passed the tradition of the law down to the Jews, but it didn't include this kind of faith that we are to have. He says, but with a, this is what you, how you were redeemed was with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Whoa. He was foreordained before the world, this world, the earth that we live on, was established. But was manifest in these last times for you. He's been shown now in these last times for you. And this is Peter talking to the church, mind you. Right. He's telling the church that Jesus will manifest in these last few days, hours, well, years, uh, for you, for the church. He's talking to the churches Amen. that are scattered throughout Amen. the the new throughout the known world at that time. Mm-hmm. And he says who by him do believe in God. To you, now he's talking to you, who do by him believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. That you rest your hope on God. Not not even on Jesus. On Jesus, yes, because he was the agent that God sent here. But it was God's plan. God sent him to do that. You have something to say. I have a new King James here. And it also says believe. But actually, it's faithful unto God. That's really what it is. Yes. From pistos. Faithful unto God. Yes. So it, Pistos, it, right here. Pistos. No, that's pistos, faith. Pistos. Pistos, Je- faithful. A faith in Christ. So it goes beyond that. It's, it's it, believe, it, in other words, it equates with believing... Continuing to do so, putting your trust in God daily. Yes. Kind of a present perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. all right. That your hope, that your faith and hope might be in God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seeing, now notice this, seeing that you have purified your souls in believing the truth, through the Spirit, unto unfeigned love. That's an interesting way of saying things. Uh, seeing that you have already done this. Now, these were saved people he's talking to here. And baptized. And baptized. They were churches that were scattered throughout these this region. In obeying the truth through the Spirit, unto unfeigned, that is, uh, genuine, genuine love of the brethren. Okay, this you've already done this. Now, he, now this is past tense. Now he changes to the present tense here. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Seeing that you've already done this, now, see to it that you do it fervently with a 
with a glad heart, with an eager spirit to do what God calls you to do. Okay. Fervently. This is in the present tense. And he's moving on into the future. From the present, from now on. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. We have a strong foundation there. For all flesh is grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof fadeth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Wow. God doesn't pass away, but we do. We're man, all the glory of man, whatever man has done, all of the great things we've done, I don't care whether it's computers or, uh, I don't know, the Tower of Babel was a wonder in its day. But all the things that man has done are is nothing. That all passes away and it's gone. All flesh is grass and the glory of man as the flower of grass. Grass flowers don't last very long. (laughs) The grass itself only lasts a a season usually. I mean, there are perennial grasses, like like Johnson grass that grows as a weed here. But uh, anyway, the grass, grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. It doesn't pass away. God's word is faithful, true, and just, and will be there forever. All right. Therefore, now notice he doesn't stop there. He goes right on into, therefore. Go ahead. As you know, the chapter divisions are man-made. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really. So he, he goes right on. He's, he's not slowing down here. He says, therefore, laying aside all malice and guile, and hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil speakings. Have we ever heard of those things in this world? Pick up a newspaper anywhere. (laughs) You've got politicians lying to you. You've got uh, lawyers uh, doing whatever, you know. They're making their case whether it's true or not. They make their case, you know. But... Malice, bad feelings, guile, trickery, and hypocrisies. Hypocrisies. They're saying one thing and meaning something else? Yeah, it's a lie, right? And the main thing is, too, he's speaking to the elect of God, so these things are happening among the elect. Absolutely, absolutely. Get rid of of this malice. Get rid of all of this junk. Get the... He said, gird up the loins of your mind. Get rid of the things that hinder you, that slow you down. Really? Is this the same sort of thing? I think so. This is, he says, prepare yourself. You've got work to do. You, you get these things out of your way. Yeah. And so we need to get rid of the things that hinder us in our service to God. 
as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Yeah, Andy? Absolutely. Have any of us done this lately? Yeah. Wait. Right. Okay, but what what are you saying here? This picture, he's painting a picture here again. He's using an analogy of a baby. What does a baby do when he's hungry? Wah, wah, I want fed. I'm hungry. I need something to eat. As newborn babes desire, as they long for, as they are hungry for the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Mm-hmm. Babies don't grow if they're not fed. Sure. They have to be fed regularly <laughs> at all hours of the night sometimes, as any mother can tell you, or, or fathers too for that matter. But he says, as newborn babes, be hungry for the sincere milk of the word, the nourishment of to help you grow from where you are as a babe in Christ to mature, to be perfect. He said, be ye perfect for I am perfect. But we have to grow into that. We aren't that by nature, but we need to grow. And we need to desire, have a hunger, a thirst for that sincere milk of the word so that we can grow. And that's what he's saying here. That's a picture that he's painting. You know, Peter and Paul were both good at painting pictures here. And he said, this, it, this is what you want to be doing. If so be that ye have tasted that the Lord is 
gracious, that he's kind, that he's generous, that he is loving. Have you experienced that? He said, yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why I received the Lord as my Savior. I saw that he was faithful in everything that he did. God, God's faithfulness drew me. Now, I had been under conviction. Brother Charlie Smith, I don't know if you know who he was. But he came to Wheat Ridge and started a mission there. And they were meeting in the Maple Grove, uh, Maple Grove Grange Hall. And my folks took me there, and I came under conviction. His preaching and, and that of Brother Dick Ferris, which I'm sure you've heard of, he was missionary to Japan. And I came under conviction, but I was, I was hesitant, I was fearful, not knowing, you know, I was in between, <laughs> the bad place to be. And one night, I was outdoors, and it was a full moonlit night. A little bit of snow on the ground, a skiff, just a little more than a skiff. But the thing was, I saw the faithfulness of God, the moon, the stars, the sun comes up every day faithfully. The seasons change regularly. And I said, there's only one God. There can only be one for me. And I received God's plan in my life through Jesus Christ that was preached to me. Never been sorry a day of my life since for that. But I saw the faithfulness of God, and that's what drew me. And so if you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, I said, absolutely, I can see it. It's in everything around me. He, he makes the grass grow, the flowers, the, the pheasant that wakes us up in the morning. He does all of that. We had, we had a, a cock pheasant that we called Romeo, and he was the biggest pheasant that I had ever seen. And he was out there every morning at sunrise, waking us up just like he was a rooster. <laughs> but anyway, God's faithfulness. He was more faithful than Romeo ever thought of being. <laughs> All right. Okay, but we have tasted that the Lord is gracious. To whom, coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, Who's this referring to? This stone? We are coming to a stone. What? Christ, Jesus Christ. He was that stone. And it goes on to speak about him. But he says, ye also. Now he's talking about the people he's talking to. Ye, you also. As lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. 
acceptable only to God through Jesus Christ. Only through Jesus Christ. But you are lively stones. You are living stones. Living stones that are added to this this cornerstone that God chose, that God put in place. (laughs) That was Jesus. But the rest of this house has built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. He's talking to the church here, to the churches, plural, throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, and even right down here to Banner Road Baptist Church. Yeah, he's speaking to Christians everywhere. Therefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. You, if you are among the elect, the chosen by God, out of the, drawn out of the world, you have a purpose, and you will not be confounded. Not be put to shame. Put to shame. Uh, embarrassed. Yes. Absolutely. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but to them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, rejected, didn't want to. The same is made the head of the corner. That that it's a chosen stone, the the cornerstone, the um, the capstone, if you will, however you want to say that. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God. The people of God. Talk about a peculiar people. Those are special. Those are unusual people. Those are you, the church. Peter is saying this to these churches. And you were not a people, but now you are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold. They're going to see what you do. <laughs> they, are, they may not listen to your words, but they're going to see what you do. They shall behold, which they shall behold and glorify God in the day of visitation. In judgment day. <laughs> Most places in the New Testament where the King James uses the word conversation, it's supposed to be conduct. And you notice he put the word conduct there, and they, by your good works? Yes. You know, what you say and what you do? Yeah, so most of the time it's conduct. Yes. You see the word conversation. Yes. 
it, it's what you do. They're going to see that. They're, they're going to see your conversation. Hear your conversation. Watch. See what you do. They're going to see that. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. The policemen. (laughs) And for the praise of them that do well. Okay, so they're not only sent to punish evildoers, but to praise those that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. You're a slave of God. You chose to be. You want to be His. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Slaves, servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward, the harsh, the mi- people are miserable to work for. <laughs> be good to them too. Submit to them with all fear. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. I mean, if your master beats you, yeah. He said, if you're suffering wrongfully, he says, this is thankworthy. God, if a man for conscience sake toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, if he beats you and you haven't done anything wrong, when you've done what you know to be right, this is thankworthy before God. For what glory is it if, he, if when you be buffeted, when you be beaten for your faults, you should take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, and you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. He said, this is a different kind of thing. If you've done what is right, and you suffer anyway, God takes notice of that. He finds that noteworthy, thankworthy, that you've chosen because of who he is to be just in your dealings, even with your master. It's a two-way street there. For even there, even hereunto were ye called. You were called to be this, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. God the Father. He, he said, not my will, but thine be done. He said, I don't want to go through death. He said, let this cup pass from me. That's what he prayed in the garden. But he committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self have our sins 
who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, on the cross of Calvary, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, dead to sins so that we might live righteous lives, by whose stripes you were healed. You were healed by his stripes. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned under the shepherd and bishop of your souls. You've been brought into a new kingdom, a new new world, a new way of living. You've been given life. Okay. Let's really quick turn over to Second Peter, just over a couple pages here. And in chapter 3, verse 11, I want to read there. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. He's talking about the world itself when it's going to be done away with. And God has promised that it will be by fire. <laughs> what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation? And godliness. We're supposed to even have godliness in our lives. In our lives. <laughs> Not only the way we do things, but our things need to be done in a godly manner, in a loving, caring manner. Looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in his, all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to, under, hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. We need to be careful. This is a warning to us, the people that Peter was writing to, the, the churches. This, this second Peter is addressed to the same people, by the way. It's a second letter that he wrote from Rome. And these, these two letters were not written very far apart. Matter of fact, second Peter was written just prior to his death. Okay, so we need to take this opportunity to serve because judgment day is coming. There's coming a day when we don't get to do, to make choices. The choices we've made are, are finalized. They're completed. We've, our course is finished. 
We've run our race, as Paul said. But we need a treasure laid up in heaven. He said, there is laid up for me now a crown. That's what, that's what Paul said. We want to have a, a crown of righteousness. Having done what God wanted here on this earth. It says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where rust and moth and, and things like that don't corrupt and can't destroy and can't, it can't be taken away from you. No thief is going to break through and steal it. They can't. Because God is the one that establishes it to your account. Let's look at that one. That's in Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. And I'm, I'm just going to read three verses here. Matthew chapter 6. Oops. Get over, get over in Matthew here. Matthew chapter 6. I, I usually put a bookmark in and I didn't get a bookmark in this one. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. These are the words of Jesus. He says, you need to be doing now while you can. Here on this earth, to everybody, your conversation, your lifestyle is going to be seen by everybody. And they're going to say, ah, I know I saw those Baptists over there. and <laughs> They don't necessarily do what they say they should. That is a bad thing for people to say. And we should not allow that to happen in our lives. Any of us. We are representing God the Father. Representing Jesus. Representing a changed life. And that transformation will be seen if we do what God expects of us. Any other comments? I'm I'm through. <laughs> Andy? Absolutely. Yes. Walk with the Lord.
song. It's one that I have enjoyed for a long, long time. And that's what you need, we need to do, is trust and obey. We need to walk 
in the fear of the Lord, but it's not fear like terror, because he's a terror only to those who seek their own will instead of his. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see. Let's sing number 213. Is that one you know? Yeah. Okay. things planned for those who love him. It says that I have not seen nor ear heard nor even entered into the mind of man what God has for those that love him, that serve him, that do his bidding. You know, these glorious things are spoken of him, not of us. It's only as he lives in us that we can do his will. But it's that spirit that power that we need in our lives that needs to be enabled. Now we can shut it down. We can 
push God aside. But we can't whomp it up, so to speak. We can't make it ours except as we invite Him into our lives. It's that invitation that we need to give God to let Him change us into what we need to be. Let's stand and go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Brother Tony, would you lead us as we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come to your house, Lord, and thank you for the Sunday school lesson we had this morning, and thank you for uh, sending uh, the, uh, Brother Champagne and his wife to be with us today, watching over them as they've traveled this last month. Yes. Uh, continue to give them a safe trip as they travel on towards home, and uh, be with them as he brings the word to us today that uh, you give them the words to say, and we might have the open hearts and minds to hear and receive your word, Lord. Thank you for your many blessings and your washing care you give us each and every day. May you continue to be with the churches throughout the land that's uh, standing for your word and your truth. That you would encourage them and bless them. Be with the missionaries as they labor in the foreign fields. Yes. Most of all, thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. We ask this all in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Well, good morning, everyone. I'm missing a few this morning. Let's remember those. <clears throat> Before Brother, Brother uh, Dave comes up here, we typically go over our prayer list and, and kind of mention those things in prayer. And, and then we have a word of prayer again, and then we'll, I'll ask you to come up and speak for us. Glad to have you guys with us today, and glad the Lord's giving you safe travels and health. Thank you. This, this, this go around. So... All right, this morning, uh, as we go through our prayer list, uh, remember Sister Barbara still as well, um, as well as Sister Andy. Glad to have you back with us today. Um, let's continue. Remember uh, Sister Shirley um, <clears throat> has COVID, um, Brother Wayne as well. Um, continue. Remember Addie. Um, I think last time I had an update from Rhonda was that Addie was doing well. She was ending the near of her treatments and that she was doing fairly well. So, uh, let's continue to remember Addie uh, and her family. Let's continue to remember Sister Tammy um, and her family as well. Um, remember Megan Mosier. I know that um, Karen said, Trace, Trace had mentioned that Megan was not doing well and that uh, she was still able to get around, but she was just, her health is failing her. So let's remember her and, and her children and her, her husband as they go through this ordeal. Um, continue to remember Sister Judy Byers, who's doing fairly well and recovering from her uh, colon surgery. Uh, Sister Paula Dovers, who's at home recovering as well. Um, let's remember Kathy, Sister Andy's friend. Um, let's continue to remember my mother-in-law, Sister Stacy Carl, and, and her health issues, as well as the church at New Macedonia and Brother Jared Elizabeth Baker, and Sister Elizabeth Baker. Um, let's continue to remember... Uh, uh, Tony's brother Tony's wife Sherry uh, and of course Cody and his girlfriend Brianna and, they, and her daughter Zoe right have that right I'm getting better um, so remember continue remember Joe as he recovers from from his surgery and is doing really well glad to have you with us back again <laughs> we're glad to see your smiling face this morning 
Uh, let's continue to remember uh, Ruthie Beeman and Grandma June always. And just remember them in prayer. Uh, continue to remember one of my uh, employees, April Morris. She deals with skin cancer and uh, recently lost her father. Uh, continue to remember Heather Martin and her family. Uh, continue to remember uh, the church there at Lancaster, California with and Brother Chris and Sister Julie Budd, as we mentioned them before. Uh, remember Brother... That's... One of the many things that we pray for them for, I know Brother Simonton's health is failing. Yes. Um, last I'd heard he was weaker. He was getting weaker. Um, so remember them and remember them and their need for a pastor. Um, remember uh, Brother Daryl Ellis and uh, his family as they moved back to Ar- they moved to Arkansas from Hawaii and the church there as they um, call a pastor. Remember uh, the Atkins family, of course, the church there at um, Sacramento at Bethel. Um, continue to remember uh, my mom, uh, Sister Jerry Lynn Streetfellow there at Faith in Malvern. She's having some issues with her uh, her type two diabetes and is trying to get some. Med- she's having some issue getting some medicine that she really needs to help help with her diabetes. Um, let's remember. Um, James Allen Ruff, is he doing okay, Tony? He's been doing really well. Good. As he recovers from his cancer surgery. Uh, remember the uh, the brethren there at uh, Trinity, they're in uh, Garnett, Kansas, Brother Josh Ford and, and, and their assembly there. Um, remember uh, Kathy and Fred he- Gebnick, is that, um, I think Gebnick is what is their last name there in Illinois that has spent quite a bit of time with us. I try to keep touch with them quite often. And so remember them as well. Um, remember Priscilla and Roger there at uh, Lancaster, Kentucky, in the church there at Mount Hebron, that they would uh, be able to call a pastor. Uh, continue to remember Elias and Katrina as they go through all of their ordeal with their house. And I know they're glad to have a home there, being a rental there. Um, continue to remember Brother Ed's brother Ray and his son Robert. That, that whole situation is, is any better. Kind of, kind of sad the way it's turning out. The Lord is in control, and I'm, I'm sure He'll take care of it. Absolutely. Let's continue to remember Him as well. Um, continue to remember um, our visitors that come from time to time: Jose and Juanita Munoz. Um, I'd like to add uh, Jamie and Benny Trujillo, who was here yesterday visiting with us, um, yes. one of my coworkers. Um, I really en- enjoyed getting to visit with them some. Uh, so remember them in prayer. Uh, pray the Lord will guide them and direct them, and maybe they can find a church home, hopefully with us. So um, may we be an encouragement to those that we come into, into contact with on a daily basis. Also remember um, our sister churches, wherever they are, and of course, prayers for continued spiritual growth here with our assembly here. Remember our nation, our military, and our leaders, as well as the conflict overseas and the world leaders. Um, any other prayer requests to make mention? Your wife. My wife as well. I know I never, I always don't mention my wife because I consider her part of me, but I need to remember that. She's church right? She is. Um, she is not feeling well. She was, I checked on her as when I went over to the house and she was still sleeping. So she's not had a good week at all, uh, with her health. So I'm glad that she's doing much better today, as you can tell. 
So the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So we, ha- we never need to forget that. And so prayer is definitely the best, best and most powerful weapon we have at our disposal. Any other prayer requests? Okay. Oh, yes. Yes, let's remember that as well. Okay. Let's remember this. Let's remember Jed also with his asthma. I always, I, I always forget to mention that, but remember Teresa and Britt and Jed. His asthma is doing better right at the moment. Amen. It's, it's anybody's guess around on that one, so we'll pray the Lord will take care of that. Okay. Remember my sister-in-law, Amanda, um, and my brother-in-law, Kyle. Uh, my sister-in-law, she was discharged from UAMS on Monday after we left. And they went home, and she ended up at the ER again because she was having signs of going into labor. They... Um, discharged her again and sent her home and said if she developed any more symptoms to come back. So they're, she's about 28, 29 weeks pregnant. So they're trying to keep, the baby's doing well and they said that they're confident if she delivered that the baby would be just fine. Um, Olivia Marie is her name. So remember her and, and uh, remember them, especially for their, uh, for their spiritual needs. They need, they need the Lord in their life and they need to find the truth, that's for sure. Remember my sister-in-law uh, Chelsea and my brother-in-law Eric and their kids there at Oklahoma City. Uh, it's, it's the same for them as well. So, uh, as well as those that are unspoken, that uh, we know they're in need of prayer. Um, we know the days are harder for us to, getting harder for the temptation for us to serve the Lord and the, the world around us. And there are a lot of young folks that that definitely need to have their attention focused on the Lord rather than on on the things that are on this earth presently because they're going to be Amen. be passing Amen. away. Look how many of our churches very few of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brother Ed said a good said a, said a good get a good thing the other day. He says sometimes he says we just need new blood. He says not that we're trying to be sacrilegious or anything, but no. we just need new blood. We need Amen. we need young folks. Amen. But we know the world's temptation and the world's draw is a lot stronger than it than it has been in times past, but all the har- all the all the means for us to work harder, and for us to to do the work of the Lord more fervently. As, as a point out there, this is our work. Amen. It's God, it, let's put us here to be His body to do His bidding. Amen. Invite them in and bring them in. What does it say? The 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 harvest is is great, but the labors are few. Isn't that what it says? So, let's remember these things. Any other prayer requests? We'll go to the Lord in word of prayer. Brother Patrick, would you lead us in our word of prayer, please?
technology rolling in. All right. Well, we're glad to have Brother Dave here, uh, Champagne with us, and Sister Olivia with us as well, for visiting with us from Anchorage, Alaska. They've made the tour of the Loader 48, as he likes to say, almost. What did you say, 20, how many, how many states? 19? 19 states. 19 states this month. So uh, we're certainly glad that you all had time to come visit with us and spend time with us and fellowship with us. So uh, Brother Dave, we'll have you come forward and share the word with us this morning. I don't know where to start. Um, we've been blessed to be with other assemblies during our 30-day trip. Long time. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be home Wednesday night, late Wednesday night. Uh, it's been a good trip. Of course, it'll be good to get home. We've been with other assemblies in uh, Arkansas and Kansas. In fact, where Josh Ford is in Kansas. And... Uh, now we're with you guys. And then we plan to be. When we left, uh, in fact, the morning we left Anchorage on September 26th, Sister Kathy Wheeler informed us that Brother Jay had just come down with COVID. And they planned for so long to see us. But, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And so we were able to spend time with uh, another family in the church there in Bozeman that we wouldn't have, and so we got to know them better. And so, Lord willing, we'll see Jay and his family there well now on Tuesday night. Uh, as we So continue to pray for us uh, on our travels. And God has blessed us with our health so far. And um, by the way, prior to this morning, I did notify our church to, pl- to pray for Sister Shirley for her recovery. We really are sad and we won't get to see the roughs. Tony, yes, but not your parents. So we're very saddened about that. Um, of course, pray for Donna. And I'm glad to see my birthday buddy here this morning. So I, 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 I will know when I'm totally brain dead when I forget Jubilee's birthday. So anyway, uh, I want to shout out a special thanks to Joe and Jean. You didn't know the day before we arrived that you would be hosting us, did you? No. But thank you so much for your flexibility and your hospitality. and Praise God. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so thank you for, you know, a pastor has to learn to be flexible, right? Isn't that the truth? And appreciate the members uh, doing so as well. All right, we're going to get into the Word this morning. I'm going to do a topical message on dealing with spiritual abundance. Spiritual abundance. First song we sang this morning, There Shall Be Showers of Blessings. And and they are. You know, actually the song Trust and Obey, it's really more accurately, no other way to be blessed in Jesus. Actually, the word is blessed than to trust and obey. That's what we need to do. Trust Him every day in our lives. You know, God provides for His people abundantly, not just a little bit. God blesses us, you know, more than we deserved. If we endure to the end, He will reward us more than we we deserve. But 
God does God did his part, we must do our part. Trusting him as Savior, be scripturally baptized, serving him in one of his faithful new covenant assemblies. And you know, there are types of abundance that God gives to us, uh, which include the gift of grace. Thank you for Brother Ed basically briefly defining what grace what grace is. Uh, faith, hope, and love are gifts. Uh, having joy, spiritual strength. Um, our physical needs, be, our needs being taken care of. And again, I'm thankful that God has provided for our transportation needs so far. Uh, what, a, what a great blessing. Because as you know, just even, well, for sure, 200 years ago, you couldn't travel this distance in 30 days. That would have been impossible to do something like this. So we're, we're thankful for modern transportation, combination of air and, and uh, vehicle travel. And uh, the abundance of the kingdom, uh, we're, we're promised what? A abundant entrance into the kingdom, not just a little bit peace um, and we're and we in, t- in tune give up give of ourselves to others that we can do our part in uh, the abundance of others cheerfully serving the Lord and last but not least the abundance of eternal life what is eternal life I tell my church eternal life is basically the life of Jesus Christ because what? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the word eternal is not there. It's implied. He is the eternal life. We have a measure of eternal life in this life, but when will we have complete eternal life? Not until the next life when we have glorified bodies and we, and we are with Jesus and we see him as he is. So I don't know about you. The older I get, the more I'm looking forward to putting these imperfect bodies away and, you know, having glorified bodies in a land where we'll never grow old. (laughs) First scripture this morning is in Psalm 36. I will be using the New King James. The New King James. All right. Psalm 36 verses. I noticed back there, you see those white Bibles? You know what those are? Uh, Brother Simonton, who was pastor in Lancaster for many years, wrote, as inspired by God, wrote the New Testament, or rather translated the New Testament from the Greek. And as far as I'm concerned, if you want to know the literal word for the New Testament, that's a great source. Psalm 36, 7 through 10. Psalm 36, verse 7. How precious is thy loving kindness, O God. God loves us and he's kind. He's kind to us more than we deserve. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. We must trust God the first time. I remember when I trusted in the Lord the first time. And we must continue to trust in him, putting, rely on him instead of ourselves. They are abundantly satisfied 
We have joy with the fullness of thy house. Be satisfied. Be content. Doesn't the Bible tell us that whatever in Philippians, whatever situation we're in, to be content? And when tragedy strikes, we just try to do that too. And comfort. Comfort Sister Karen. What she's going a sudden tragedy. Encourage her. We need to encourage folks, we need to encourage one another as God as God encourages us, right? As he encourages us in Second Corinthians chapter one, without turning there. And you give them drink from the river of your pleasures, for with thee is the fountain of life. Fountain of what life? Eternal life. In your light we see light. Oh, continue thy loving kindness to those who know you and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Folks, in connection with trusting in God, faith. How, do, how does the world know that we have faith? By living it, right? We are to have a living faith. We show our faith by our works, don't we? By what we, and our works do include what we say and what we do. That our speech is seasoned with salt. Now it's just preservative, and so we are, we have good taste, so to speak, uh, spiritually speaking, uh, with upright daily living. Next, I'd like for us to turn, please, to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians, the third chapter, and let's start with verse 14. For this reason, Paul's writing to the brethren in Ephesus, right? Ephesus would be modern, western portion of the country of Turkey. Of course, you know, that was one of the seven churches of Asia. Anyway, uh, reading on, Revelation 3, 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's he doing? He's praying for them. He's not with them at the time, but he's praying for these dear brethren in Ephesus. For from the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you. He's praying for that. He's praying to the Father that they would be granted according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit, through his Holy Spirit in the inner man. The churches have the indwelling Holy Spirit. How do we know? How do we know the word of God? How do we know how to live for him? Through His Word and the indwelling Holy Spirit, following the leadership of the Holy Spirit, to be strengthened, spiritual strength. What can we do to please God without Christ? Zilch, nada, nothing. But again in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things through Him. And without Him, I can do nothing. You know, we have that song we sell once in a while saying, without him I can do nothing. Without him I'd surely fail. And that is true. Without him we are nothing. Um, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through the faith. The word the is missing. Through the faith. We must be serving him acceptably in church capacity, folks. In church capacity through the faith that you being rooted and grounded in love, 
may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Before I read verse 21. We pray for God's will to be done in our lives. We pray for our needs. We pray for the needs of others. We pray for our churches to grow, especially young people, to not be, to, to uh, resist peer pressure out in the world. They need to do that. Um, because where is, our, where is the future church? Our young people, right? We're not, old people aren't going to live forever. So we need the young people to be, you know, they're, they're our future leaders in the church. But we pray that God would provide, and God will go beyond what we ask or think. Now, what did, remember what Solomon asked for? Wisdom and knowledge. And God went beyond that, didn't he? So God will give us, I'm convinced God will give us what we can handle as far as maybe going beyond our needs, you know, uh, and he'll do that. And ask in faith, uh, ask in joy. Ask in believing too, right? Pray without doubting. We must pray without wavering or pray without doubting for God to hear our prayers. Um, Oh, and I'm sorry, I didn't read verse 21. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. There's glory in the church today, folks. There really is. Um, All right. Next scripture, Philippians 4. Related to what I just read. Philippians chapter 4 and verses 18 through 20. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the thing sent from uh, sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. We sacrifice, right? We get up Sunday morning. Many in the world, Sunday is their day to sleep in. My wife gets up when we're home. My wife gets up the earliest day on, of the week on Sunday. The opposite of what the world would do. The world Sunday, it's my day to do what I want. No, we need to provide ourselves spiritual sacrifice, including getting out from our cozy beds and getting ready for being prepared. You know, it's not just showing up at services, but being prepared, being prepared for services. So what does that mean? I, I advise my assembly... If at all possible, go to bed early Saturday night. Get adequate rest so that you can function the best you can at services to the Lord. The special day set aside to the Lord. Although every day is really, when you look down at every day is the Lord's day. Um, Verse 19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. By Christ Jesus. 
What, is the, what does the Bible say in Matthew 6? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And what's the rest of it say? I'll be added to you. Yeah, all your, all, the th- all your needs shall be taken care of. Didn't David say basically, uh, I was young and, and now, I'm up, now I am old and I haven't seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. He'll take care of us, won't he? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Of course, as you know, the main purpose of his being here in addition to fellowship, is to give God the praise, honor, and glory He so richly deserves. Yes, a God supplies us abundantly. Let's go back to the Psalms 119. Verse 9 through 17. Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy word. With my whole heart I have sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. If we want to be spiritually blessed, abundant, you know, spiritual abundance from God, we need to have our whole hearts in tune to God. Give our whole hearts to Him in our daily living, in our prayer life, in our studying and witnessing, and in sweet fellowship that we enjoy. Um, did I finish reading verse 10, wife? No. I didn't think so. With my whole heart I have sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word I have hidden in my heart that I might sin against thee. Hid it. We don't read the scriptures like we do a novel. We read it time and time again. Let it be ingested. I heard the word ingested. Ingest the word. Eat his flesh. John chapter 6. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. Notice notice all these different words. Commandments, uh, statutes, testimonies, precepts. It's all the word of God. Just different ways of saying it. I have rejoiced in thy way of thy testimonies as much in all riches. I will meditate on thy precepts and contemplate thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I'll not forget your word. Folks, we can't forget the word of God and we can't forget God in our daily lives. Deal, any praise, deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. That should be our prayer. Lord, provide me with all thy needs so that I can serve thee acceptably in my daily lives. Pray for God to deal with us abundantly with our whole hearts desiring to learn his word and live it as referred to in the blessed class we had this morning. I mentioned in the introduction, abundant grace. Let's look at Romans chapter 5. 
Romans 5, verses 14 through 19. Nevertheless, picking up in context, Romans is just like one big chapter, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> so wherever you, if, you, if you're not Romans 1, 1, you're picking up in context. Romans 5, verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who was a type of him who was to come. But the free gift, grace, free we can't buy grace. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man, if for, for if by the one man's offense many died, Adam, much more through the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. What would have happened if Jesus Christ had not died for our sins? We'd all be condemned to hell and then dumped into the lake of fire, right? But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. We're justified. We're declared righteous only through Christ. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive Abundance of grace, not a little bit of it, but a lot. And the gift of righteousness will reign in life. How? Through the one, Jesus Christ. Must be. We must be in Christ, in his body, serving him in one of his scriptural assemblies. Uh, let's see, I just read verse 19, uh, 18, 18. 18, I just read 18. For as... I need to put, put my finger in there and leave it. <laughs> For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, Christ, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness unto eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Folks, we have abundant grace, more than we deserve through, through the life of Christ. We didn't deserve salvation. No, we don't. And we don't deserve to be in the church. He bestowed that upon us. We didn't deserve righteousness. The Bible says in Isaiah, our righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. I'm not going to go into the detail about that. I'm sure, I'm sure you know all about that. Yes, uh, we're justified. We didn't deserve the benefits of this life, do we? No. Or the reward in the next life. Continuing with abundant grace in Ephesians chapter 1. Verses uh, 3 through 8. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy 
and without blame before Him in love. Do we have an option to be holy? No. We're ordered to do it, right? It's a must. As, as Brother Ed pointed out, it's imperative. And in the Greek, it's, it's in the imperative mode. Indeed. Having predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself. Who is predestined? The church. The church for sure are, is going to be adopted as sons. But what about us individually? We must be faithful in order for that to apply to us. According to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the beloved, in Christ the beloved, Jesus Christ. In Him, in Christ, we have redemption through His blood. Does the Bible say that Jesus Christ purchased the world with His precious blood? No. What does it say? He purchased the church. Folks, He purchased the church with His precious blood. For forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. So abundant grace, the evidence is God chose us. He chose us. We didn't deserve that. I don't know why he picked me, but I'm thankful he did. I don't know why he picked you, but I'm thankful he did. And he redeemed us and he, he paid the ransom, the ransom through his, his blood. His perfect Spotless blood, the blood of Christ, what, what he did for us. Next, I'd like for us to turn to it, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. What God has done for us, right? He's given to us abundantly. In turn, we should live our lives in kind. In other words, trying to live abundant lives in return. 2 Corinthians 9 Verse 6 is where I'll start off here. But this I say, the one sowing, notice I'm putting I-N-G because it really is. The one sowing sparingly shall also reap sparingly. The one sowing bountifully will also reap bountifully. You may hear people out in the world say, you get out of life what you put into it. Folks, we get, up, we get out of our life for Christ what we put into it in good works. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now, is he only talking about money? No, we need to be tithers. But he also means giving of ourselves. Giving of ourselves. Being the loving people, loving one another fervently with a pure heart. You know what's one of the... Do you realize that prayer is a labor of love? It is. What else? Somebody's going through a tough time and they need to vent. So what do we do? Have a listening ear. A listening ear. When people are going through tough times, listen to them. And... It's wrong for us to say, well, you think you have it bad. Let me tell you what happened to me. Wrong, wrong, wrong. 
We don't try to outdo each other with what the troubles and trials that we're going through. Just listen and comfort and show your love toward those in need. That's what we need to do. Also related to that, let's go to Luke 6. Luke 6, 37 and 38. Do, let's do things for one another, not expecting return. I tell the church, say you invite, your family invites another family over for dinner. Well, it's not. Okay, I invited them over now. I'm waiting for them to invite me over. Is that the right attitude? Mm-mm. We don't want to keep, don't keep track of things like that. Luke 6, 37 and 38. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good pressure, excuse me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into thy bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. We give of ourselves. And God will return it to us abundantly. We can't afford not to give of ourselves. And, and God will reward us accordingly. God will provide. And don't, let's not keep a record of what good things we do for one another. Because who's going to keep track of that? God. Isn't God going to reap? Aren't at the judgment seat of Christ, aren't we going to be judged for our deeds? Yes, we are. By the way, we're not going to be judged for what we believe. Do you realize that? We're not. No. It's more important how we live. Yes, we need to know God's word. Absolutely. But the better we learn his word, the better we'll know how to serve him and serve one another. Luke 18. Sacrificing our lives for the sake of God. Luke 18, 28 through 30. Peter said, See, we have left all and followed thee. Jesus called his disciples, right? Uh, to be fishers of men and uh, to leave all and follow Jesus to be his disciples. And so he said to them, verily, verily, I say unto thee, there is no man, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come, eternal life. What did the sons of Zebedee do, James and John, when Jesus called them? Didn't they leave their father in the boat? And they said, goodbye. And they left and followed Jesus. That's what we need to do. Sometimes, and it's happened to me, I grew up in a false religion, and my family 
I can only have a limited relationship with them. I can't really fellowship with them. To the, even to the extent I can with you. Most of you I've never met before. But what a, what a wonderful blessing it is to be with more and more brethren. Right? You realize this is a taste of the life to, of the life to come? Because when I leave here, I have to say goodbye to you. But you realize in eternity, we don't have to say goodbye anymore, do we? Isn't that wonderful? Always be together with the Lord. How wonderful that is. Um, anyway, so we give up our lives for the sake of God. And He will reward us, won't He? Yes, He will. In this life, and in the life to come. John chapter 10. I mentioned earlier about abundant eternal life. How much time do I have? All right. Well, I'm starting to wind down anyway. John 10 verse 9. I am the door. Try to get into a house without a door or window. Good luck. <laughs> right? I'm talking about a finished house. Jesus, I am the door. If any man or anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life. What life? Eternal life. That they may have eternal life and they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Should pastors give, the, give their lives for the brethren? Yes. Pray for us all to do that. Right, brother? Amen. Pray for all of us to improve in that, to get self out of the way. Abundant eternal life comes from Jesus and only from him, not just a little bit. You realize that the Holy Spirit is a down payment of our inheritance to come to rule and reign with Christ in his kingdom. And what Jesus had promised to those loving him. We need to keep loving Jesus by the way we live our lives. To be the proper examples before others in the world. Second Peter one. Second Peter. Enjoyed going through first, some of First Peter and a little bit of Second Peter this morning. Let's look at Second Peter chapter one. Verse. Uh, let's pick up in verse five. But also for this very reason. Giving all diligence, effort, right? Diligence, I think, is related to, to being fervent. Giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue or moral excellence. To your virtue, knowledge, to your, to your knowledge, temperance, self-control. To temperance, perseverance. Oh, but I want it now. No, God wants us to be patient, endurance, to perseverance, godliness, 
being like Christ. To godliness, Philadelphia. I know it doesn't say that, but you know, you probably know this. We, the word Philadelphia means brotherly love. Brotherly love. I see it in this assembly. Keep, keep at it, please. And to brotherly love, charity, agape love. What should be our attitude toward this lost and dying world? We're to love our enemies, right? We are to love the sinner, but hate the sin. Why are we supposed to hate the sin? Because God hates sin, doesn't he? So we're to hate the sin, but love the sinner. Encourage them to change, to get right with God. To get right with God. So folks, we must have these attributes that are read in verses 5. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't done... I, I, uh, 8, let's pick up in verse 8. For these things, what things? What we read in verses 5 through 7. Or yours and abound, or increase. You will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the full knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never stumble. For so a, for so a barely will be supplied to you an entrance to the kingdom. Good. He's shaking his head. That's not what it says. I do that sometimes. I'll read the wrong thing and see if people are paying attention. Amen. No way. That's not what it says. Uh-uh. What does it say? For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly, abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You notice that, folks, you go through the Bible and where do you read that it says, here's what you do to barely enter the kingdom. Doesn't do that, does it? Because we, try to, we would try to do that. Uh-uh. An abundant. We don't want to just barely get there. We want an abundant entrance to the kingdom. So let's meditate on this scripture. God will abundantly supply us more than we deserve. Last two scriptures are in the Psalms. Psalm 37. Psalm, oh, by the way, are they chapters? No, they're not. There's, there's, you know, they're songs, aren't they? So I will spare you, I won't sing them. Okay? I don't have the music to it anyway. Psalm 37, verse 7. Psalm 37, 7 says... Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Don't get agitated or upset or let it bother you that you see these people out in the world and they have these palaces. They can have them because my, my pastor used to say, there's no U-Haul behind a hearse. You can't take your riches with you to the next life. Because of the way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger, forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers, God's going to take care of them. 
for evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. You say, I'm waiting on the Lord now, but I don't inherit the earth. He's not talking about this. He's talking about what? The one to come. New heavens and a new earth. Amen. Amen. For yet a little while and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place. For it shall be no more. For the meek, the meek or the gentle shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. I mentioned earlier about peace. God gives us abundant peace. God gives us the ability to be at peace with one another. To peace takes effort, right? Blessed are the peacemakers. We need to make peace. God enables us to do that. Let's, let's rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. All the heartaches that go about, all the COVID stuff we're tired of, not fret about life, brethren. God will provide for us if we're meek as we should be. An abundance of peace. Final scripture, Psalm 116, verses 5 through 8. Oh, it's timing me. 41 minutes and 31 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Psalm 116, 5 through 8. It does, huh? Okay. Is that? Okay. Psalm 116, verse 5. Um, Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. We don't get what we deserve. Mercy and grace are kind of like partners, right? Grace, unmerited favor, mercy. We don't get what we deserve. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low. He saved me. Return to thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have, excuse me, for you have delivered my soul from death. The Lord has done that. My eyes from tears and my feet from falling. Yes, there is abundant deliverance. We all deserve spiritual death, right? In eternity away from God. But what abundant mercy from God. And uh, never take that for granted. And I just, this came to my mind. Let's remember not to take things for granted that God provides for us. I love coffee. Get up in the morning and say, oh, this nice cup of coffee. Well, farmers had to grow these coffee plants, right? Where we get the beans from. Where'd that come from? God. God created everything, didn't he? Everything came. From, ultimately, everything that we consume came from God didn't it? It sure did. So we should always be thankful in our lives for what God gives to us. So to conclude this morning, or now it's afternoon, excuse me, God's going to take care of us, won't he? He will. God will take care of us. He'll pour out his many 
abundances on us. And in turn, we need to be faithful, strive to be faithful to God every day of our lives. And as the sister pointed out, when we need to repent, we need to repent. Let's try to live closer to God. Take care of sin in our lives. Confess it. Repent where needed. So, so where do we do? Where can we serve God faithfully in church capacity? Pray for our church to grow. We have people attending that need to trust in Jesus and, and serve Him in the church. And we, we will pray likewise for you. This will happen. Folks, let's, continue, let's pray for others. Pray for one another that we can all be recipients of the wonderful spiritual abundance that comes from God and from Him alone. May God bless you all. didn't know that you were going to kind of tap dance all over over what I had God uh, does that. this afternoon. He does. He knows what we need <laughs> when we need to up, hear right? it. That's right. That's no coincidence. He knows what we need to hear when we need to hear it. So thank you for those words, Brother, Brother Dave. We appreciate that. and appreciate you coming to visit us. And we're glad to get to spend the time with, with you and and uh, show you a little bit of our, of our piece of the land that the Lord's given us. So. Um, appreciate those words especially. We need to remember that that we need to be thankful for the things that He provides for us because without Him, we wouldn't have none of these things. So we have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to be mindful of in our service to the Lord. So let's remember these things. Any Anything else left to add this morning? Questions, comments, parting shots? pastor of mine used to say that any questions any comments any parting shots and i used to always think what does it mean parting shots <laughs> he means anything you want to fire off at me before we're done <laughs> so thankful for everyone's attendance this morning we miss those that are that are sick and ailing and remember uh, can remember sister uh, tammy sister donna sister barbara i uh, remember sister shirley and brother wayne and uh Pray for those that are in need to serve the Lord. We have many people that we're close to that have a need and and, and hopefully we would show through our example and the example of Christ that their, their need to come and worship the Lord. So no further comments or questions and we'll um, all stand to be dismissed in word of prayer. Brother Tony, would you uh, dismiss us in prayer and bless, uh, pray blessing over our food as well? I know you probably wouldn't make this opportunity to come to your house and to study your word and thank you for Brother Dave and the message he's brought before us. And think that we might not only be hearers of your words, but doers of your word also, Lord. We might be able to take and share uh, your blessings with others that we come in contact with each and every day. Thank you continue with all those prayer requests that were made today. We know each and every need in each and every situation that your will be done in those lives. May we be the encouragement and help to them that you would have us to be, Lord. Can you be with those uh, of our family members, those that are uh, on our hearts and minds that are, do not know the Lord, that you continue to convict their hearts. And, uh, may we be the uh, witness and encouragement to them that you would have us to be. And 
And I pray that you'll be with each of us as we go through this week. Watch over us, protect us, and care for us as you always do, Lord. And uh, thank you for the food that has been prepared for us today, that you'd be uh, uh, with that to be nourishment to our bodies and our bodies to your service, Lord. Yes, it's all of you, Samuel. Amen. Amen. Amen.